Are you ready for a travel adventure? How about an exciting trip to Venice or an exhilarating experience in Bangkok? Maybe you were more about a culinary adventure in Barcelona or just a relaxing day cruising the canals of Amsterdam. Join the Professor Travel as he invites you on an epic excursion, one that has you traveling the globe with him. Come and experience a world of culture, a world of history and architecture, a world of food and experiences to broaden your mind and save you time and money as you travel. Learn more, discuss more, travel more, and enjoy life more. And now your host, The Professor Travel. Greetings students and welcome to this episode of The Professor Travel. I am your host, The Professor Travel, coming to you from Orange County, California. This is the uh, website, the vlog, and the podcast that you come to in order to learn more about different travel destinations. This is where you come to in order to discuss as a community those different destinations. Hopefully, this will inspire you to do more travel in the future and enjoy life more. Now, if you want to know about any of our destinations, you can certainly reach me on any of my social media outlets, uh, starting with my website, which is at theprofessortravel.com. On Facebook or on YouTube, you can find me at The Professor Travel. I'm now available on TikTok. If you want to reach me there, you can find me at The Professor Travel. If you're an Instagrammer, you can find me at The underscore Professor underscore Travel. If you're on Twitter, please find me at The Professor TR1. And finally, if you're a blogger, you can find me on theprofessortravel.blogspot.com. Today, I have two wonderful visiting professors, um, Alice and Sherry Weiss-Russell. Please say hello to the rest of the team here, everybody. Hello. hello. <laughs> and I think you have a special guest in your lap there, too. <laughs> this is our dog, Nala. Hi. <laughs> now, just for the benefit of my audience and the students who are listening, can you please tell us a little bit about your credentials, maybe some information about your educational background, and maybe some different places that you've traveled in the past? Okay, uh, I'll go first. So uh, I have a PhD in public health, uh, so I'm actually a real professor. Um, and uh, I have a master's in public administration. Um, and I have traveled actually a lot, um, even since I was a kid. I've been to Mexico. Um, I even lived in Mexico City. I have traveled to Canada. I have traveled um, actually to every single state in this country through previous occupation um, and to seven Canadian provinces. Um, and uh, my wife and I have traveled to um, Cozumel, to um, the Bahamas a couple of times. Um, so I've actually done a lot of different traveling. I, I consider myself fairly well-traveled and I have a long um, wish list of places I'd like to go. We all do. <laughs> How about yourself, Alice? <laughs> Me, I'm in the nursing field, um, but I am also currently in school taking business management. Nice. Um, I have traveled many of the places. Sherry has said I've traveled to Canada. I've actually lived in Puerto Rico. Oh, nice. Um, yes. And yeah, we went to the Bahamas and Cozumel and we have many more travel plans to go and we're excited. Well, if this experience is a good one for you, hopefully we can debrief you on future travels as well, if that's okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but um, for purposes of this vlog and podcast, talk to us a little bit about the destination that you went to. Mm. Well, we went to the Bahamas mm -hmm. and we had three different stops. We had, yeah. well, we, yeah, we went, uh, where did we go? Oh yeah. Freeport, Nassau, Nassau and Princess K. Yep. Princess and, K. and we decided to go there because um, we were on our honeymoon. Well, congratulations to you too. That's awesome. So um, talk to us a little bit about, I mean, obviously, if we're talking about a honeymoon, that means that clearly there was a lot of planning involved in this process. How long did you guys have to plan for this cruise as you were going through this process? I see, what, 10 months? Yeah, about 10 months. Um, and that's actually, we, we generally pick out our cruises anywhere from seven months to almost a year in advance about where we want to go. Um, and we do that because um, most cruise lines will allow you to pay in installments because mm -hmm. uh, it's a pretty big investment when you're going to go on a cruise. Yes. So we usually do that. And that's what we did with this. We, we chose the cruise we wanted and, um, and we set that up. Um, and then we just started like kind of making, we kind of made like little plans and talked about it a lot. And then as we got a little closer, that's really when I think more of the, 
the actual planning and, and um, looking at things really started. Now you guys talked about um, you guys, one of the places that you visited was princess K, which sounds mm-hmm. like you went on a princess cruise. Is that correct? Uh, actually, no, we went on a, a carnival cruise. Oh, wow. Okay. So yeah, that's that's carnival's the- private islands. Yeah. yeah. Each cruise line has, um, has an Island that they own or co-own with another cruise line. Mm-hmm. And more uh, well, actually they have several islands. Usually they have a couple and those are, um, if you go on, um, I think you have to go on slightly longer excursions, like at least five days. And they usually do a stop off at an, uh, an island they own. And that's really nice because it gets you off the ship and there's nothing being really sold there. They just let you enjoy like a day at the beach. There are excursions you can do. They feed you, you know, um, and and you just have a lovely like beach day. And and for folks who might not want to get off the ship for any other reason, that's a really nice and easy way to get off the ship and enjoy at least a day off the boat and a day on the beach. Yeah, I've heard of I've heard of a lot of these private islands that you're talking about referred to as the K's. So you have mm-hmm. Princess K, there's Coco K, which I think is owned by Royal Caribbean. Uh, Half Moon K. Half Moon K. Uh, Castaway K is owned by mm-hmm. Disney. Um, mm-hmm. so I, I want to say that there's a few others that are out there. Mm-hmm. I know, um, MSC cruises just put up their brand new islands and that's kind of like a, a Marine reserve. Uh, so mm-hmm. their own private yeah, Island as well. Some of the islands are co-owned by, um, yeah, others like this, yeah. uh, princess, I think is co-owned by Holland cruises. Well, yeah. Carnival. I think, Car- I think Carnival corporation owns Holland America, uh, oh. Card, uh, uh, uh uh, princess cruises. Um, oh, okay. There's there's a few there's a few of them that they own. Um, but yeah. I, I, having been on a few cruises now, I absolutely love the experience of being able to just kind of chill and indulge yourself while you're going on this. Oh yeah, for sure. So oh, yeah. Why, really so let me nice. ask you guys: Why did you decide on a cruise as opposed to maybe a, a different type of um, honeymoon, like maybe a land-based honeymoon? Oh. Well, I think for me, I still do not have my passport, which we're currently working on me getting. And with a cruise, as long as you have an enhanced license and or and or your birth certificate and ID, you can get on and off the, the ship. As long as you're leaving with the ship and coming back with the ship, that's pretty much all you need. Okay. Yeah. We're working on we're definitely <laughs> working on getting me a passport yeah. so we can Uh, And I think one of the biggest reasons is, you know, it's a real value when you think about it. Um, With a cruise, you get everything. You get, she wants to come to you. Um, (laughs) What you get is, it's past the baby. Um, You know, when you you go into a a cruise, it's an all-inclusive experience. You get all of your food and and you get, um, we're talking like five-star, you know, chef-prepared meals in the dining room. You get high quality food in all of the different eateries. Um, these are all like restaurants and um, very few of them include extra charges. So you get all you can, you know, and all you can eat anytime you want. So you get all your food, you get um, all your, you know, a lot of your non-alcoholic drinks um, included, uh, depending on the cruise line. Some of them do include alcohol. Carnival does not. Um, but you get um, your beautiful accommodations. You get all your entertainment. You get you know, everything is there. Um, so when you think about what would it cost to do a honeymoon, let's say we want to do a honeymoon in the Bahamas. Yeah. And I have, we have to book the plane fare, um, to and from, uh, to where we're going and maybe plane fares to different islands because we want to visit the three different islands and you either have to take a ship, you either have to take a, a, a you know, some sort of air, air uh, transportation. And usually it's air transportation because those islands are a little bit far apart, or you have to take some sort of you know, water, taxi accommodation or something. Then there's hotels, then there's your your meals, then there's everything else, all your entertainment. So, you know, a cruise is full of entertainment all the time. We, we joke yeah, and say... Even if you're not going to do anything else, like your paid excursions, there's entertainment on the ship no matter what. Yeah. We, used to say, we often say if you're bored, it's kind of your own fault. <laughs> so, you know, really... For the price, it's incredible. It, it really boils down to something like $100 a day or less, some of it, mm-hmm. for an incredible amount of entertainment accommodations and food that you can't find that quality anywhere else. Yeah, and actually, um, to my students that are out there, there are a lot of different travel sites that are out there. Not just the cruise sites, but I mean, there are travel um, email lists that you can subscribe to. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and some of those will actually tell you what the price is per day on those cruises that you can get onto. So you can find like, if you're looking for a really, really inexpensive cruise, they can sometimes get under $50 a day, which is mm-hmm. amazing. Absolutely phenomenal. And you're not talking about like a one star or two star hotel. You're talking about a really nice enjoyable oh, yeah. experience that's a fully inclusive I mean, experience they know you by name you know they talk to you and you know we're getting like we get room service every day you know you're getting this is you feel for a minute like you're in a sort of a another um you know like another pay grade to, to quote like my military experience like you're another pay grade you feel like you're just you're you're sort of uh it's i don't know you know i want to say like, your royalty yeah i mean maybe like that they, they treat you so they're so kind and so wonderful. And, you know, whatever you want, whatever you need, you know, the, the, the steward comes in first thing. He's like, would you like bathrobes? Would you like ice every day? You're just like, wow, I can what? have those things. I don't even do those things at home. One of the things I like is they assign a, a person to your room. You have that same person every day. Um, so that, you know, from that point, you you don't have to worry about learning different names. You have the same, you know, guy or woman taking care of you every day, and they learn they learn everything that you like. So they take care of it, and you don't even have after like the second day, you don't even have to ask. It's very nice. Now, as part of this process, I was going to ask you: Did you need to have uh, like? I, I know you were saying. Um, that for, at least at least for Alice, you didn't need to have right. some kind of a <laughs> sorry, we got No problem. I was gonna ask. Let's let's do this. Everything okay? Hold on, hold on just one second. All right, so we're back. Uh, we had a little bit of a technical difficulty at the moment, which is totally <laughs> fine. Um, but I was getting into a question because I know Alice, you were saying that you didn't have a passport, but I was going to ask uh, you guys both uh, for purposes of this: Did you need any type of a special travel visa or any type of travel medications, or to prepare your bodies for a special ty- dietary needs for this kind of a trip? Um, the only thing I can think of is we. Both decided to get the the patch for the behind our ear to help with scarpolamine. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, um, well, we don't need the travel documents. We needed. Um, you have to have at least your birth certificate and an an enhanced uh, and a driver's license. Mm-hmm. Coming in October of 2020, you will have to have the enhanced driver's license to travel outside the country, regardless, um, or a passport. Mm-hmm. Um, just like when you're flying. Like that's, that's just, you either have to have one or the other. Um, and, um, and it's interesting. They don't ask for it any other time um, other than when you're leaving to get on the ship. And then when you're coming back um, after you get off the ship to let you back in technically into the country. Cause I guess when you leave, when you're on the ship, you're in the ship and it's its own thing. And you leave, once you leave international waters, you're basically in another country until you get back off the ship. And then you actually go through customs. So um, we needed that, but we didn't need visas to go to any of the islands to Freeport, NASA, or um, um, Princess K. Um, when you go on and off the ship, they will have you. You, ha- you get a ship. You get this thing that looks like a credit card with your name and your ca- um, your you know IDs information on it. And that's your um, for each each cruise line probably has the same thing. We've we've done carnival only but you know it's they call it your sign in sale card and that's pretty much your id um and also it's it's kind of how you um they identify what you've eaten and drink and if you're doing it like alcoholic drinks they charge it to your to your account no and, money is exchanged yeah there's no the cash on the life. ships no cash ever but I, and i think um, so, for a method of safety on some other things yeah, safety and yeah and for accounting so they um so that's how you get on and off the ship but um, when you and we only needed our picture ID, like our photo ID, when we got from uh, Nassau, when we got when we went to go back on the ship, they just had to show our ID and our ship card. That's mm-hmm. all we had to do. There was no fancy customs. Okay. Um, but the medication was that we use because we both get we do both get seasick, uh, motion sick. We use scarpolamine patches, 
Okay. And those patches are little patches you put on the back of your ear. You get them from your doctor. It's prescription medication. And they last three days. Um, and they're, they, they don't wash off or, you know, they stick pretty good so that you can shower, swim, do whatever with them. And they're amazing because uh, we have no difficulties with motion sickness. Mm -hmm. But some people use C-bands or they take um, Dramamine. So those are the things you have to think about, I think, when you're going on a ship is whether or not you experience motion sickness. Some people don't realize they have it until they get on the ship. Yeah. And yeah, every ship we've ever been on has some difficult, has some issue with um, because of the time of year that we travel, that there's always some rough seas at some point. And so you have to be prepared for that. And then even people who don't get motion sick experience a little bit of discomfort. So that really comes in handy. Okay. Perfect. So let's talk about specifically because you mentioned um, the time of year. Let's talk about the prepacking process. What what did you pack for? What was the what were the type of weather that you guys were planning on? Well, we definitely knew we were going to warmer weather, mm -hmm. so we <laughs> packed our shorts and our bathing suits, t-shirts. Yeah, but, but we didn't. We made sure that we at least brought some long, you know, you know, sweatpants or jeans just in case the weather, you know, that specific day was Ooh, a little different. Well, and also because we had a balcony, so we had a balcony room and we were leaving from the port of Maryland. So it was still cooler weather it was December. Right. Yeah. So we, and we wanted to use our balcony. And even when you're heading out that going down the Chesapeake Bay, I think it was, um, you know, being able to enjoy that, you still needed a, you know, a sweatshirt and, uh, you know, in jeans. So we made sure we had the right clothes to enjoy that. And mm -hmm. yeah, we, we want to make sure you bring something for rain because it did rain. In fact, it poured in one of our excursions. Oh, no. um, it poured like in the middle of, the, of, of that excursion. Um, and even if it's warm weather, you got to be prepared for at least rain. Um, we also like think about um, on the ship, mm -hmm. they have a formal night. Yeah. I was going to ask. And you they, they, they tell you that. Yeah. Like every, like you always want to think about when you're trying to think about prepacking, most cruise lines will sort of have on their website, you know, a, a, Hey, what do you want to bring to the cruise? And they kind of give you an idea of here are some of the activities and things. Yeah. And here's what, to, what to bring. Here's what you won't need to bring. Yeah. So that you don't overpack or bring unnecessary items. Cause they'll say, here are things we, we have for you in the stateroom. So we, um, so we brought some formal clothes because you dress nice. And, and in fact, if you're going to eat in the dining room during those times, they're very strict about the dress code for those. We had two formal nights on because we were on a seven day cruise. Okay. Um, but shorter cruises usually have one formal night and you won't be allowed in the dining room unless you're dressed for that occasion. Yeah. I was going to ask you, um, did you guys also pack, considering it was going to be a little bit of warmer weather and considering the tropical environment of the, Caribbean. Did you mm. bring either um, like a mosquito repellent or sunscreen of any sort? I brought both. Yeah, we did. We packed sunscreen, sunscreen and I, I threw in some bug repellent just in case, but we never needed, we did not need to use it. Thankfully, it was interesting. We didn't notice any bugs whatsoever okay. in the, when we were on the islands. But yeah, we, all, we both use sunscreen for sure. The sun is very strong. People don't realize how strong tropical sun is. Even when you're thinking, oh, well, I'm traveling in December and back home, it's, we don't worry about it. But you guys bring um, like like protection for your head, like a hat or something like that. I'm or? a baseball yeah. cap type of girl, so I always have a baseball cap somewhere in my yep. luggage. We both pack a hat, <laughs> and you really again, you don't think about that, but that warm sun, it can get pretty intense. Oh yeah, in fact, um, we went on. Um, my husband and I went on a cruise back in August of this year. And, or August of this last year, it's now 2020. Uh, so August <laughs> of this last year. And um, one of our stops we went to was this beautiful city of Dubrovnik over in Croatia. Mm -hmm. And when we were there, it was probably about 84 degrees, 85 degrees, but it was 85% humidity there. And then on mm -hmm. top of that, the, there was nothing blocking the sun from coming down. I didn't feel it, but it baked me so bad that the next day I thought I had sunstroke. I, I okay. had to miss out on our excursion to Slovenia the next day because I, I was exhausted and I felt like oh everything had been, like the life had been drained out of me. I, oh had, I downed like five, like five bottles of water and it was just, I, I was oh in my stateroom the entire day. It was. Well, terrible. I'll tell you um, when we did the princess K um, when we were off the Island, when we were on princess K for that day, 
we actually rented one of the little cabana mm. like um, chair things that they had that actually shades most of your body. You can lay in it and it provides a lovely shaded area for you to sort of sit or lay in. Mm. And it's just like a cabana chair, but it's really a, it's a lounger that mm. the only thing sticking out are your feet. And we, we rented that and it was the best <laughs> $60 we spent. Well, I don't think we went in the water at all. Did we? We did. We went we in the went water a couple times, couple but times. we, but we really, because it was a bright sunny day on that Island. We spent the entire, cause you rent it and it, it, it's your care for the whole yeah. day. Yeah. We were there for six hours. We were able to enjoy that entire time where other people are sitting out there in the sun and they're baking and it's a Caribbean Island and yeah. people are going places to try to cool off. We had this lovely spot that was ours. We, our stuff was secure. We had our bag, you know, our backpack there. We had our water, our drinks, and we sat there and just enjoyed ourselves and the view of the ocean. And we were never, you know, so overheated because we had this shady place to sit. And I would recommend that to anyone. I'm like, if you can afford it, please do it because it, it made a lot of sense. And we were so comfortable. We just got to enjoy that. Okay. Yeah, and as as a safety tip to my students, please don't uh, don't underestimate the sun. Always bring protection, yeah. even if you're going into cold weather. You'd be amazed at how many times a person can get sunstroke in a cold environment. Yeah. It's just it's a big floppy hat is your best friend in a lot of these places. Absolutely, or a baseball cap, whichever you prefer. Yep. So let's talk about the parking situation first in Maryland. So I'm ha I, we haven't even gotten into the cruise yet, but I definitely want to <laughs> ask you a lot more about that. But before we do that, I wanted to say okay. So you're driving from, is it PA or the New York side? Syracuse, New York. Yeah, New York. Okay, so you're driving from Syracuse all the way to Baltimore. How long is that drive? Almost six hours, about five and a half. Okay, and so you get to Baltimore. Do you spend the night in Baltimore, or are you just arriving in time to jump on the ship? <laughs> we actually arrived in time to jump on the ship. All right. <laughs> now, now I'll tell you, now a lot of people will say this, that uh, if you're not going to drive um, – with plenty of time, like we gave ourselves like a four hour window to before they, you know, like the final boarding and all, we gave ourselves plenty of time to arrive. And before they would eat, we, we even thought they'd start boarding the ship. Like we, the, it was a 5 PM like disembarkation, like when the ship would pull out Yeah. and they said they would start boarding us. Our boarding time was like 2 PM um, or 3 p.m. I think it was 3 p.m. So we plan to get there at noon with a three-hour window. Most I was I would say to anybody, if you're gonna travel on a cruise where you have to fly in, you always want to be there the day before. Absolutely. Never, 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 never fly yes, in the absolutely. day of because anything happens to your flight, any delay, you can say goodbye to your cruise because they're not gonna hold the ship for you ever, and you will lose that cruise and it will be heartbreaking. Definitely the time when you know you gotta fly somewhere. You definitely should yeah. plan on going the day before. Yeah. Now we had friends who were joining us on this cruise. They had decided to book the same cruise. They and they're from the same area that we are at from. They did choose to drive down the night before and stay in Baltimore. So that was their choice. And they said they they enjoyed it. They came into Baltimore. They did some mm -hmm. sightseeing and they enjoyed it. And they <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> and there's lots of stuff to see in the bay. There, it's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. Of they, they did some sightseeing and then they showed up and, and they had an earlier um, boarding time, but we, we chose to drive down. We didn't have any trouble with weather, Okay. you know, and everything was good. And thankfully everything was good with the car and, you know, it was a pretty smooth trip all the way down. Yeah. And truthfully, when we got there, it was like, you went through one spot, you went through the next spot. <clears throat> and before you know it, they're telling us to go ahead and walk on the ship. It's the fastest <laughs> boarding process I've ever seen in our previous trips. Normally you go into a terminal, you go there, you sit, they, they, you, you sort of check in a little, they make you wait and then they call your group. You go in and then they do the formal check-in and then you wait some more to get called for your boarding mm -hmm. like, group to get on the ship. Um, and it's, so it's a, it's a hurry up and wait, hurry up and wait sort of process. Not, not, from not at Baltimore. Baltimore. Was we like, like walked <laughs> in and the minute we walked in, I think it was maybe 20 minutes between the time we showed up and the time wow. we, were the ship. we were shocked. We're like, we're getting on the ship. Like, how did that happen? We did I, I think of the, the lobby for our room. Yeah. We waited for our room because the room wasn't wet ready, but they had us oh. on the ship. Yeah, at least, at least when you're on the ship, you can like go to the the buffet, you can go, or you can go to the pool yep. if you want. You know, you, you can do a yep, few. You have things. a drink. 
Exactly. Just kind of unwind. I mean, and you guys have just been traveling for six hours. So God knows that it was definitely worth it. Or to try and catch up with your friends, that's another thing too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, where are you guys looking at that? Oh, okay. Well, let's get together. Let's go to this bar or whatever. Um, Now, as far as the parking goes, how much were you paying per day in order to park at the terminal in Baltimore? So I think it was around $26 a day or so. It has to be 105 for the week. Yeah, it was seven days. Maybe it was a little less than that. Um, What we didn't realize is you pay right when you get there. So that was like, oh, okay. I mean, we knew we were going to pay for parking, but you literally drive through and they're like, oh, you're you're on this cruise and you pay the whole amount right when you show up. Okay. And then they give you a parking pass. But it was a very nice, I have to say, and people have talked about the Port of Baltimore being one of the easiest, best ports to get in and out of. And I have to agree because, you know, the whole process from parking to everything else was smooth and quick and easy. Um, and the parking. So we show it up. Yeah, we paid right up front for the parking. And then they gave us a parking pass. And then we were just directed where to park. And we parked, grabbed our stuff and walked out. It was honestly one of the simplest um, really experiences was. I've ever had I was in all the travels, that. airports and ports and things I've been to. That was literally probably the simplest of smoothness. Well, and for my students that are, uh, that are out there that are that kind of contemplating the difference between going to like a destination where it's like, okay, I'll just fly there because you think it would be faster or mm-hmm. driving to a location and then getting on a ship and doing it that way. Um, there's a lot of things to take into consideration. I can tell you from a few years ago when I was doing a city hop flight uh, trip that was about a week and a half long. I went from London to Amsterdam to Roman Vatican City and then to Barcelona that week. And going through each of those airports, having to get there in time, having to get on those flights, having to take the flights, having to disembark those flights, having to get to your hotel, having to unpack, unpack, repack, unpack. It is so much nicer, in my opinion, again. It is so much nicer to get onto a cruise ship. Now, there are advantages and disadvantages to this. And again, my, my, my thought process would be, I look at a cruise ship almost like I look at a box of chocolates. You know, It's great to have a sampling of different mm-hmm. ports and different places that you want to go to because you might discover, hey, you know what? I didn't necessarily like Freeport that much, but I loved you know, NASA or I loved Half Moon K or Princess K. And so- that gives you that opportunity to say, you know, next time I, maybe I want to spend an entire week at one of those places. So it's a good opportunity to kind of test the waters, so to speak, and just really get a, get a little bit of a glimpse as to what that's going to be like. So right, the downside of course is you get a set period of time. And so you, you and you want to be careful because, you know, they, <laughs> and, and we'll, maybe we'll talk about this more in the, in the interview, but you know, they kind of warn you a bit about like the ship will not wait for you. Oh yeah. Hold. This is, you, you have to get in a boarding group to get off the ship and there's a process. So there's a bit of time, but once you get off the ship, um, if you're, uh, well, you know, if once they open up the ship, when you're in port, you can get off the ship, but you gotta, you know, there's a, it's a, it's a pretty quick process to get off the ship unless you're in a place where you need to take a water tax, where they have to like t- put you in a boat, um, yeah. like a water taxi to get you off the ship. But that's rare. Most of the, por- the ports we went to that were, you know, actual, like the islands, other than the um, Princess K, which was owned by the ship, <laughs> the rest of them were, um, you know, we just walk off the boat onto the docks and, and we're there, but you're given this set time and they're like, the ship will leave this port at this time and we will not wait for you. And they aren't kidding because when we were in Cozumel, we did see our ship pull out. Hey, and hey, watch. Everybody was waving. We were bye. waving because somebody was out there yelling for the ship to stop because they didn't oh, get it. No. Oh, no. And the only insurance is if you're on a paid excursion that was bought through the cruise line, they will not leave <laughs> until you return to the ship because they're responsible for you. But if you do anything else and you're not back on time, they will leave without you. Yeah, and there are actually there are actually certain. Oh, I'm sorry. sorry. I was going to say really quick. There are certain tour companies that do have guarantees that will say yes. we will guarantee we will guarantee you, even though you're not necessarily booked through the cruise line. Uh, you oh. might find a you might find a tour company that says we will guarantee to get you back on the ship before you leave. Otherwise, we will pay for you to be able to get back to the ship wherever. Oh yeah. Okay, we haven't seen that. Yeah, and that would be the only way I'd go on a tour yeah. company that wasn't through the ship. Honestly. Yeah. Now, granted, they never. I, I've never heard someone having to exercise that option, but mm-hmm. in most cases, they are like, yes, we have that guarantee, so don't worry about it. Although there is the backing of saying if you have travel insurance as well, it's it's also there to help provide that 
Um, yes. Can I tell you, that's a great point that you bring up. We always buy the travel and we always buy the insurance through the cruise line for medical yeah. and for the travel. Yeah. So if you have to cancel a cruise, which we actually had to do, we were going to go to Jamaica a couple of years ago and um, Alice's dad passed away mm-hmm. and we had to cancel that. But that trip insurance saved us the, you know, $1,800 that we had put forth for that. Um, it was a it was a blessing for that. Not um, to mention, if something happens to you when you're on your sh- when you're on the mm-hmm. ship and you are stuck in a hospital in one of these places that you're at, Bahamas, it pays you know, to whatever. transfer you back to the U.S. Exactly. And yeah. if you get stuck, you, it pays for you to get back. It, like it covers everything. Yeah. So, um, and if you get sick by the way on a ship and you need to see the doctor on the ship, if you don't have the travel insurance, the medical piece of it. They charge you like four hundred dollars for like to see the doctor for like oh I'm a little I'm really nauseous I need um, some help because I have seasickness you can absolutely see the doctor definitely beneficiary and then they're going to charge you a huge bill if you don't have that um, particular um, insurance yeah exactly well let's tr- let's really quickly talk about the ship itself so what was okay. the ship you were on and what was the capacity of the of that ship well we were on the Carnival Pride. And I believe the capacity was just under 3,000 um, passengers. Okay. Not, so, so it wasn't so it was it was, a tiny ship, but it wasn't one of those monster ships either. Right. Exactly. It was one of their mid-sized <clears throat> ships. Um, it was a beautiful ship. It was. It was really nice. Um, it had um, – one of the things that we really liked about it is it had, you know, the atrium, all the main areas. Um, but on this, on this size ship and larger – they have a adult only area called Serenity, which is really nice so that if you're not traveling with children or you wish to, you know, necessarily not be around, you want like a pool that doesn't have kids in it. You kind of want an adult only area. They have these areas. All Carnival has these Serenity areas on every ship, but not every single one has an adult only pool because, you know, it's, we've been on a ship where we didn't get to, we got, we wanted to enjoy a pool, but we had to share it with kids and it's, it's hard. It's loud. It's noisy. We don't have kids ourselves um anymore and um you know and we wanted to enjoy like just a quiet like enjoying the pool so the um the having the serenity area was really nice um and you can get in the pool and just enjoy the pool without worrying about kids jumping off and splashing yeah and, and just you know the, and the so. kids had, and they had a really cool like water slide and this this ship had a lot of stuff had a basketball court um it had a lot of the, a lot more of the different like restaurant and meal choices. It had a beautiful theater and then another theater in the lower level where they did the comedy oh, club. But um, they the also casino. did have programs for children yep, in different teens. ages and so that the parents could leave the kids to do their thing and go do something that they wanted to do. Yep. And I thought that was really cool. That was it had different dining rooms. I mean, it had, it really, it was, this ship was just really nice. I think it was laid out nicely. Um, and it had, you know, the fitness areas, it had the quiet areas, it had the casino, the, the theaters, spa. the spa. Really, um, it was one of the nicer ships we've been on. The staterooms, the staterooms were, right, bell, bells. Um, the staterooms were lovely. Um, I think this ship had been recently like upgraded. Mm-hmm. So uh, everything was really nice. Um, okay. This by far was probably my favorite ship we've been on other than um, the Victory, which is still my favorite ship. But Victory is about the same size as this one. Okay, cool. So talk to me about, let, let's get into the itinerary. Let's go day by day really quick. And we already know a few places that you went to. So why don't you share with us like what you did day over day as you went, whether they were prepaid excursions or whether they were, hey, you know, we're just going to get off the ship or we're just going to taxi it around, maybe do some shopping or something like that. Walk us through your itinerary. Well, the first two days for sea days. Yep. Days. So we took advantage of going around the ship, learning the ship, um, seeing yeah. what was going on yeah. for entertainment spend, on the ship. Yeah, you probably spend like your first like half day on the ship, like really just trying to get your bearings. Because yeah. even when you look at a ship map and all the different levels and all the different things, it is a little like overwhelming. And I don't care how many times you cruise, every time you get on a new ship, you're just like, okay, wait, where am I? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and they have to do something called muster stations, which takes like an hour and everybody has to stand there and everybody groans and moans about it. But it, it safety is really important and they take it very seriously. 
you have to get through all that stuff when you first just leave when it first leaves the port and then like just figure out the the map and now everything you know with technology everything's on your phone so they have an app uh, a smart app and you put it on your smartphone and then you can see the map of the ship and everything you can see where things are at and so we yeah we get our bearings and we check out like where everything is kind of at and then um they give you actually now through the app, you can see every single activity that's going on for that day, that moment. You can set reminders of the things you want to do. They had like eighties trivia. They had, um, uh, casino always has stuff going on. Be careful of that. They want to take your money. (laughs) (laughs) They always want to take your money, but, um, and they had, um, trivia things. They had game shows. They had like, um, they have Vegas style entertainment, you know, they have movies going comedy on, shows. comedy shows. They always have shopping things happening too. So there's like this little mall area that you can walk through with the shops. And they also have, which I really enjoyed is they would have, you know, you go in, you sit down, you listen. Okay. So we're going to, the, the port we're going to go into oh, first yeah. is going to be, let's say, what was it? Freeport. Nassau. Nassau. Okay. Yeah. And they explain to you the do's and don'ts when you get off the ship. Oh, yeah. And, you know, certain things that, yeah, certain things that are going to be offered to you that you don't want to take advantage of. Yeah. (laughs) And we we really enjoyed that. He made it really fun. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. they And so they actually give you sort of like, um, uh, you know, education about each port, things to do, things not to do, suggestions. They talk about all the excursions and, and, and yeah, they do like, it's really cool. It's kind of like what you're doing. They sort of give you an overview of things and give you suggestions and have people talk about it every morning. They, they do every morning on the ship that we're at sea, they do like a morning show uh, with the tra- with the cruise director and, and um, they had some like radio personality guy uh, there and they would just do different things and they do giveaways and contests. And we, we would go to those and then throughout the day, there would be um, activities. I mean, we took advantage of hanging out by the pool or, um, or you know, just um, uh, we, we took some naps. They would have game nights. They had art auctions for people that were into oh, yeah. art. Yeah, they did that. And then they would do things like they'd have classes, like you could do arts and crafts classes. They did a mixology class for people that were learning. The, you could create a drink for yourself. <laughs> All right. And then as the evening would get on, then they would do more things around, you know, adult activities. Like, you know, they have special martini nights at the martini bar. And they even have the uh, alchemy bar. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're big fans of that. I really enjoy that. that. Yeah. And then, you know, and they just and then they would have um, the dance clubs would have things going on. They would have comedy shows and they'd have like a late night comedy show. And so we would just take advantage of some of the activities. We did some of the trivia stuff. We yeah, did bingo. Bingo. Yep. Um, we spent a little time at the casino. Oh, we, how, we, how was the food? The food was, food amazing. was amazing. Always very good. You know, we would, um, we always enjoy the dining, um, the, the evening dinner because it's, you know, it's like, it's, you know, four courses you, and you pick from a menu and you can have as much as you want. And mm-hmm. it was just so exciting because what they always try to do is feature food from the port that you're going into or that you're at mm-hmm. so that you can explore. And they're like, try something new. And, um, and they have guys going around trying to sell you, sell you the shot of the day and they, they have shot, shot, shots <laughs> and they, they, uh, you know, it's very funny. They really, you know, they really try to pitch it. Um, but it's, it, the food was really amazing and it was interesting. You could try different things. Or if you were somebody who was like, no, I just want to keep it simple. They had a very consistent, very good menu. When I was, when I took a cruise with my husband to the Baltics, this was about, two, no, now it's three years ago. Uh, we went to the Baltics. We went to all the different countries up there and had our anniversary dinner. <clears throat> and that's where I learned that limoncello is not a shot. So no. um, yeah, so I had, after three shots of, cause I slammed it, I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. What What is this drink? Um, it was like, oh wow, I probably shouldn't have done that. And uh, <laughs> the rest of the night like- I was like, wobbly a lot i mean i wasn't yeah. like, sick or anything because <laughs> you know but i was like oh this is just like I, i'm just like yeah i think i'm gonna go to bed early <laughs> tilting. yeah, yeah. It <laughs> so hey lesson learned it's kind of one of those things that you're just like oh well uh, okay i'm because I'm, I'm not 
I'm not a real big drinker. And it's like when I'm on the cruise ship, either. yeah, but when yeah. I'm on the cruise ship, it's kind of like, this is a, this is kind of a treat for me. So I want to have, like, if I purchase the alcohol package, I want to be able to have maybe a drink in the afternoon, maybe a drink at lunch, maybe a drink mm-hmm. at dinner, maybe an evening yeah. cocktail, something like that. You know, I want to be able to splurge and just have a really nice time with the understanding that th- I'm not going to do this when I get back home. I want to make sure that this right. is kind of, you know, my real enjoyable time without getting sick, obviously from the alcohol or anything like that. Right. Well, like, like we probably would never drink pina coladas any other time in our life, except sitting on that cruise ship. Yeah. You know exactly. I mean? But we, um, and the other part is that the other restaurants, like the, um, the other offerings there, the pizza, the, the Asian food, like all the other offerings, I have to say the burger, they had a guy's burger joint oh, there. Yeah. that. Was, Phenomenal. We almost ate that for lunch almost every day, I swear, because <laughs> we just really enjoyed it. And, you know, what was cool, too, is you could go there, you could get what you wanted, and then we would just go back up to our room and sit on our lovely balcony mm-hmm. in the night and just and enjoy our, you know, our meal and just enjoy each other's company. And mm-hmm. I could tell you that when we, we, we went on Carnival about three years ago also, and um, one of the things I found enjoyable, um, because both my husband and myself are insomniacs, is mm-hmm. that they actually do have 24-hour pizza in the, in, in the in the cafeteria area. So if you're at 3 o'clock in the morning and you want to get a pizza, they'll make one for you at 3 o'clock in the morning. And now? <clears throat> now they'll deliver. now deliver it to your room. <laughs> pizza like, delivery on a ship. What more could you want? Pizza delivery. And, and he delicious. carries a hot bag, too. Because, <laughs> yeah. Thank you. It's amazing. I mean, you can get anything. That's the thing about a cruise ship. You can get anything you want pretty much at any time you want. It's all about how you want it, when you want it, you know, and that's, that's what's really. And even though you're on a ship of 3000 people, you still feel like it's tailored to you. And I think that's what really makes it unique. And you can have as much fun as you want. I think, like you said, we don't overindulge. And I think that's what you have to be careful about. I mean, you know, have a little, have a little um, discretion and, uh, you know, too much of a good thing is still too much of a good thing. Yeah. So, you know, practice a little self-discipline on some things and you can have the time of your life and great memories. Yeah. And by the way, that doesn't, that's not just <laughs> drinks either. That's food too. Food Most too. people, when they come back from cruising, they're like, they put on five, 10 pounds in some cases. And it's like, oh, they feel you know, like just because you can have. Well, <laughs> just because you can have all that wonderful food doesn't mean you should pound it down all the time. That's the reason they have some of those favorites at some of the at some of the places there. They'll be like, oh, um, like when you go to the main dining hall, they'll have the menu of the day, but then they'll also have what they call their favorites typically, mm-hmm. or or the classics, or you know, yep. use a term like that. And so it's like, yeah, they'll have a the meat dish and the chicken dish and the fish <laughs> dish that they'll carry over every single night. So if it's like, oh, I really want that filet mignon but I can't make up my mind whether I want to have this or this, you know what? Save that to another night because you might find out that there's something that you want to try tonight, but maybe mm-hmm. tomorrow night is not necessarily something that agrees with your palate. And you're like, you know what? I think I'll go with that classic at that time. Exactly. So what I liked too is um, I like the portions that they did in the dining room is everything was actually a realistic portion yeah. instead of, you know, you go to restaurants here and everything's like massive portions. And, you know, we do overeat uh, Americans, excuse yeah. me. We're terrible about overeating. We're also, everybody goes out and portions are like massive. And when you go on a cruise and some people might be like, um, Americans might be like, well, is this, what is this? Everything's really a tasting yeah. or a sampling or an actual portion as it should be. So when we got, when you get your meals, you're actually getting the exact healthy portion you should be getting. Um, And so that's what I really liked about it was we were getting nutritionally complete meals, like really good food, but getting exactly the right serving size. So you could enjoy it and not really think that you weren't like eating really four servings, you're eating one serving, you know? And so I, I think, you know, you didn't, you didn't really overindulge unless you were like, I'll take three of those, please. You know, then you might be overindulging. Well, and again, assuming the person, Oh, sorry, go ahead. Back on track. (laughs) Yeah. We, because we ate, we don't eat the same way at home that we ate there. I mean, we definitely ate more often there because we do breakfast, lunch and dinner and, you know, but you know, you and we enjoyed ourselves and, And it was incredible. And the experience, the, the type of food, it's very rich food, I will say. And they, they obviously, we don't salt our food at home. 
but obviously they put salt there because we you could tell the difference. Like we're like, oh, we're you could tell um, salt isn't everything to enhance the flavors, right. and uh, we definitely could feel a difference. And we took a, like a, a week from coming home and you know being home after being on the ship to get all the like sodium out of our body. Yeah, no, I. But it was yeah. good. <laughs> oh yeah, it was delicious. <laughs> So um, let's let's continue to talk about so uh, and by the way thank you for sharing that information for myself and my students because I ha- I have a lot of students who are concerned about doing a cruise because of all the travel days at sea and I just want them to get a little bit of a flavor of because we, uh, we haven't even talked about the ports yet and there's a lot of different things you can do on this ship that oh, yeah. occupy your days in fact I was looking at a Cunard cruise a couple of, like about two years back where they had a theme on the cruise where they were going to do a, a New York fashion week. They were going to actually have runway shows during the week as you were crossing the Atlantic. So it was one of those things where it's like, this is kind of one of those once in a lifetime things. If you want to see a fashion show from a major designer or a couple of major designers wow. during the week, this is something that you can do as you do your sea days. So, I mean, cool. just kind of keep an eye out for those. Or also sometimes they'll do themed cruises, whether that's, uh, 80s crew, 80s base cruise, or that maybe they'll have a drag cruise or something like that. Where yeah, well, we were on a Christmas cruise. We forgot yeah. to mention it. This was a Christmas cruise because we we went over our, our honeymoon was over Christmas, so <laughs> everything was decorated beautifully. There was a ton of Christmas themed things that were going on. Mm-hmm. Um, we did a we yeah we did all all kinds of uh, activities that were themed around Christmas. Mm-hmm. And during our last night, they made it snow on the ship. Oh that was my gosh. in the atrium. They had these like bubbles. Christmas and, carols. And they, we sang Christmas, Christmas carols. carols. Everybody got a, a carnival Christmas, like a Santa hat and bells. And we sang Christmas carols and they made it snow in the atrium. It was the coolest thing. That is it was amazing. Really fun. Oh my gosh. And Christmas incredible. day, they, you know, they did like a special Christmas dinner and a special Christmas breakfast. So like, yeah, the theme stuff was really fun. Christmas oh, yeah. in the Caribbean. They so awesome. they, yeah, they had a cat in a hat breakfast. Breakfast with cat green and eggs and green, ham. Green eggs and ham. And <laughs> they had like a special thing. They do that with every cruise with the kids. But the Christmas stuff. So yeah, themes like we're a holiday cruise yeah. is a lot of fun. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. It can be amazing. So uh, let's talk. Uh, you know what? Let let's 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 talk about the the ports because <laughs> I know okay. we're getting away talking about everything about the ship and the wonderful stuff you <laughs> can do there. But let's talk about Nassau. Okay. Yes. So talk to me about Nassau over in the Bahamas. What what can you do there? What was what was it like? Well, it's, it was our second time in Nassau. And, and to be honest with you, there is a lot to do in Nassau. I will tell you, don't go to Nassau on Christmas Day. Mm-hmm. That we learned. And the reason why is the island of Nassau, they are not um, – well, they're, they're Christian, Catholic – um, so, uh, but there was a reason why all the, sh- a lot of the stuff was closed. Mm-hmm. Um, the straw market was kind of open, but the reason why was not because it was Christmas, but because the very next day they celebrate boxing day. Oh yeah. And they had closed off. Um, they were setting up these big stands in the middle of the main street in, um, NASA because mm-hmm. they do a huge parade. They call it junk, 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 I think they call it a big junkaroo, uh, you know, they have a term for it. And so it's not even, I guess it's boxing day, but it's called something else in the Bahamian islands. And they celebrate a celebration that's unique to them. Um, so I may be wrong. It's not maybe I, someone said it was boxing day. And I'm, so to anyone, I may be culturally inaccurate, but they celebrate the day after Christmas and they have this huge parade and it's a big deal for them. So Christmas day, they're getting ready and doing stuff. And so a lot of the shops were closed. There was not as much going on. So, um, but I will tell you, we do know, because Alice and I have been there, mm-hmm. to go to Nassau, it's a great island. Um, right off the port is usually, usually a ton of shops and things to do. And we, you know, we did find the touristy places open to get gifts and stuff. But mm-hmm. the island, uh, the <clears throat> Atlantis, the casino there, yeah, um, has like a cool aquarium. The There's, aquarium is amazing. Yeah. There's a beach there. There's stuff you can do in Atlantis. Um, There's um, the fish fry is a place you can go to get food if you want, you know, some local food. Mm -hmm. But to get to anything beyond the port, you have to, you know, get a taxi, pay a driver. It's not really a taxi, so to speak. It's a driver, a private driver. It's 20 bucks to get anywhere on the island. And then you kind of got to know what you need to do, where to go. We did do one of the buggy rides, which was fun. And 
I, yeah, because I wanted to do it. I had never been on a horse and buggy ride. <laughs> so I wanted to do it. Yeah. Well, it's your honeymoon. Yeah, It sounds kind of romantic. Yeah. You know? yeah. And the guy was funny because he made it sound like he was giving us a deal because at first he gave us a price. We were like, what? We, we, we got a little hustle. Yeah. And then he's like, <laughs> okay, I'll do it for this. But we get in there and there's the price you offered us right there on the thing. Yeah. It's listed. I was like, you didn't give us a deal. And then they kind of hustled us for a tip. You know, so you get hustled a lot. Let me just tell you on those islands, they try to get every dime they can and they boohoo the story of, oh, I only work for tips. So, you know, all this nonsense. And, you know, I've, I've been to um, a couple of different islands and places where, you know, I mean, they do. They they're they're trying to get, you know, the extra dollar from you. The, the tourist dollars are what keeps that economy going. Yeah. You know, but they were really, you know, they hustled us a bit, got a few yeah. more bucks out of us. And especially because it was the, something I wanted to do, it was yeah. experience I hadn't had, and we did it. And He's it like, "Oh, it's going to be like 15 minutes." It was like five minutes, right around. <laughs> but it was well, fun. And one thing I wanted to make mention because you guys went in Christmas time, and earlier this last year, the Bahamas was hit with a massive yes. hurricane. Yes, so I know that it's it's a good thing to be able to use your tourist dollars there because it really yes. does help the economy. Both in, yes. uh, I don't think NASA was hit. So NASA much, was not. But, I will tell you, the other island we went to. Freeport was. Yeah. Yeah. Freeport was. Yes. Talk to me about Freeport. What was there to do in Freeport? So in general, uh, I'm going to tell you even before the hurricane, we've been there before. Freeport doesn't have a lot to do in, in my experience. It's not one of my favorites. There's, there was, there was a big casino that people could go to yeah. and there were, I guess, excursions, other excursions people could do. But I uh, really off the ship, there's just like the inner, what they call the inner straw market that's there that you walk off the ship and that's it. Uh, Freeport doesn't have a lot, but boy, it really got, you could see pulling in, though they pulled it together, you could see there was a lot of damage still from the hurricane. You could see the area that we were at, they, you could (laughs) tell it was put back together because the tourists are going to come, they want to continue to make the money. But if you look kind of on the outskirts, you can see where it was not yet put together, which was kind of sad to me because, you know, I would like to see the whole island get back. But we did an excursion um, there. So that's really the only thing you can do is excursions. And and that's what they even told us on the ship. They're like, if you're going to get off the ship past, past the docks. You need to do an excursion. There's nothing else to do. Don't go wandering off. The all day beach excursion. And when we drove out in the bus, we got to really see, really see the island to get out there because it was like a 25 minute drive. And we saw the devastation. It's really, they're still trying to recover. When you're getting up the ship, if you're going to stay in that area, you're not going to see them getting what's really behind the scenes. They need those dollars. They really do. Well, and it's glad that you took the time to go to that port. And I can, I know that they all appreciate that very sincerely. Yeah, um, and they did. They, they talked about that, how, how grateful they were that we were there. They're like, don't let anyone tell you they don't want you there because we want you there. We're glad to have you there. I mean, they really, the one thing, the Bahamian people, the Bahamian people are very gracious. They're really wonderful. The tourist industry is their industry and they take it very seriously. Yeah. And, um, and they, they really are, they're very grateful for, uh, for us to be there. They were very welcoming and they're not resentful in the least, but you know, they want to be treated with respect and they want to be treated with um, courtesy. So that's, that's the biggest part, you know, as, um, as long as people are nice to them and aren't treating them with like disregard, but we were treated so well, you know, we really were. That's good. Um, talk to me also about half, or I'm sorry, not half K, uh, princess K. What, what I, now I understand when you go off on that Island, you're not going to have, you're not going to be swarmed by people trying to hawk their goods right off the boat because it's owned privately. Correct. Yeah. yeah. There is no straw market. No. The selling. only thing that um, is the carnival employees are going around selling the alcohol. Oh, yeah. But other than that, you're not, no sale. there's no sales. It's if you want it, you wave your hand for somebody to come over and, yeah. They don't allow any sales on it. It's just a place for you to go. They provide food on the island. Um, and you have to take an, a water, one of the water shuttles from the ship oh, tender? to the island. Yeah. Yes. The, yeah, they were parked out into the waters enough where they would have the transportation. Go grab a bunch of people, bring you over, and they keep doing that back and forth uh, throughout the time that we were there. 
But I enjoyed it because it was just a complete relaxation day oh, for us. Nice. Yeah. And it was yeah. really cool when you're laying on the beach, you see your ship out there in yeah. the water. Yeah, that's like a cool, cool thing to see. You're like, hey, that's my ship. <laughs> and like a Gilligan's Island moment, but it was like kind of cool because you're like, it's just something really kind of neat to be like, I'm here on this tropical island, I'm enjoying myself, and there's my cruise ship. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's just, there's something like really neat about that. Very nice. Okay, so now what, once you got to all those islands and did all those excursions, now we're going to be on our way back to Chesapeake Bay in Maryland. Uh, talk to me about the days at sea there. Was there anything different that they did uh, during that time on the way back, or was it pretty much the yeah. same fare? Pretty much the same. Um, some of the uh, entertainment was replayed for those who didn't get to do it, you know, on the, the, way, other, out. On the way out. Uh, so that was kind of nice because there were some things that if we missed it, and we it. wanted to do it. They we did do an ugly sweater contest. That was fun. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. <laughs> of course, was with the holiday season, you know. The so they had some themed stuff. But yeah, it was pretty much like the same stuff. They did do a few, like they, they repeated some things, like you said. And, you know, but um, I, I will say like, there was sort of like to like the last day, night, you kind of got this sense where people were like, oh, we know it's almost over, you oh, know. And, and you so there's a little bit of a, a sadness in the air um, and people are getting their last moments in their last gambling, Mm -hmm. their last drinking, their last, whatever. Um, I think, uh, and you know, they're starting to get a little low on some things because it's interesting. We would get room service um, in the morning and there's certain things like um, certain things would be up. It would, the way you get certain stuff, you could start to see the supplies are getting lower, you know? So you get something like, Oh, I always got a box of cereal. Now they're just pouring the cereal in the bowl. So they're using their bulk stuff that they have on the on the uh, buffet because they ran out of the individual boxes, you know, it's that kind of stuff. Yeah, you see that they're, you know, but the quality never wavered. Like everything was still great. But um, yeah, that last couple of days and, and uh, you know, and even we were starting to get tired. I mean, there's a point where you're like, oh, this is fun, but um, I'm ready. You know, I'm about ready. I know it's time to go home and we're getting ready to know that the, the fun's almost at an end. Yeah. And see, that's the beautiful thing about vacations like this is you have the opportunity to go on a cruise, for example, and you really indulge in your time, but you do get kind of homesick. You, you're missing the pets. You're missing the family. You kind of want to get back yeah. into the routine. And then the beauty of it is when you come back, now you can start to plan for your next trip on top of that, <laughs> which is yeah. great. One thing I will say I will never do again is I would be more diligent about making sure I had the next couple of days off from work before I, when yes. I get back, because I messed that one up and I had to go back to work on Monday. Oof. And Jerry had three days, had four three days, days off. off or something like that. I was exhausted the next day going to work. Yeah. So, that that, that is- that, that won't happen. Again. Travel tip. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, so let's talk about actually the disembarkation process. Uh, how long did it take you to get off the ship when you got to Chesapeake Bay and the Maryland area? Um, norm- normally, it would take a while. It takes a little while because um, it all depends on. Um, so, some of the things that the cruise lines do is. You know, they reward you for being uh, a multiple multiple cruise person. Mm-hmm. So, sort of like the more cruises you do, you get levels of membership. They call you a VI, very important like person. A VI, it's their VIP, whatever. You're automatically enrolled in that with Carnival, and you get like different color. Your cards are color coded, right? So they have like the the blue are the first timers, the red are the folks that have done a few cruises, and then you go up to like gold. Then you go up to platinum and diamond. Mm-hmm. Uh, had, yeah, are- we had a couple of friends that were high up and, you know, because we were getting off the ship with them, it was a lot quicker. We got to get us. off like, so So we got off super fast. But the, the disembarkation usually is you go with, depending on your level, they sort of let you know, this is your grouping. This is the time you can disembark. And they'll right. they'll tell you right when you're, so when you're leaving, you know, you're going to get your final, like, here's your, um, and everything now, by the way, too, is done through your smartphone if you have the app mm-hmm. and you can kind of see, okay, here's all the totals of the money you did spend on board or the things you did purchase, drinks and <laughs> on the It should be a real wake up call, by the way. Yeah. It, well, and you should track all, you should be paying attention to that whole crew so you don't overindulge yep. on that too. But um, yeah, you get your final total and, and then they say, you know, okay, here's your um, disembarkation time. 
And so Which is very organized, very organized, but some people are farther back in line than others. You can, um, one of the things they do is if you have luggage, so depending on your luggage situation, some people don't want to have their luggage with them. Um, so if you're going to take a, a, if you're taking a flight, if you want the cruise line to handle your luggage, you want to pick it out up out front and then you're going to get to your um, air flight or however you're leaving from there. You actually go and you pick a luggage tags up and they have early disembarkation and regular disembarkation and late. And so you pick these tags up and you have to attach them. And if you're going to have, um, you take those tags, you put them on your luggage, you put them outside your stateroom the night before. Mm-hmm. And, um, and they come and pick your stuff up and get that all out of your way so that that night before they have it all ready to go so that um, your, your stuff is ready to go and put, put That's out. especially and, important for people who have elderly family members yeah. or children traveling with them. It just makes it yeah. easier for them to get off the ship. I was going to say, there are actually advantages to both because you might have someone who has to get to the airport, may have some right. accessibility issues that they need right. more time to be able to get off. So leaving early might be more of an advantage for them. However, there are people who maybe they're not about wanting to leave the ship yet. Maybe they want to have breakfast at the buffet. Maybe they yeah, want to be able to avoid all the crowds at the beginning. They're like, oh, just take my stuff because you got to be out of your stateroom by a certain period of time Correct. regardless. Right. So if you don't want to carry your luggage around with you, you can have them take your luggage and put it in a holding area for you. Mm-hmm. And then the other piece of it is, so, it, you know, or you have a lot of luggage, you don't want to have to lug it all with you. So you ask them to take pieces of it and keep just what you need. Yep. So what we do is uh, we though usually have our luggage with us. And then, so, you know, we have our luggage with us and then the disembarkation, you get off the ship and then you, you know, you pretty much walk off, you go through customs um, and once you go through customs, that's when you need your passport or your um, real ID and birth certificate or your ID and birth certificate. And then you go through that and then you're out and then you get on to where you got to get to. Sounds good. All right. I know we're running a little long, but I wanted to just get your post-vacation thoughts as well. Um, what were the pros to a trip like this? What are some of the things that you said, these are the, these are the things I will always remember about a trip like this? Well, I know that we had talked about Going on a cruise, everything is there for you mm-hmm. versus flying somewhere and you have to plan everything. And I like the fact that everything is all included, you know, so we don't have to worry about so much plan and planning and prepping in yeah. that aspect. And it's nice, too, because, like, you can always go back to your stateroom and relax, take a nap, chill out. So it's like everything's there and it's only, you know, a few steps away or, you know, a few floors or, you know, levels away to go and relax in your personal space. Yeah. You know, we don't have to journey across the city to get back to the hotel room to take a nap. <laughs> so, then, yeah. What are, what are now, not that there's cons against going on a trip like this, but what are some things maybe a first time traveler should be aware of? There are hidden costs that people don't know. First of all, even when you pay all your tax and gratuities up front, like they, and which I always recommend have them do all the upfront gratuities. Every time you buy an alcoholic beverage, at least on the carnival, there's a, there is an 18% tip that's included with every drink. Even when you pay the gratuities ahead of time, Mm -hmm. there's an 18% tip added to every drink you, you purchase. And so that's a cost that's associated that you don't realize every time you buy a drink, it's not just the drink that 18% is added. And if it's in a cup, a souvenir cup, you're getting charged for that. And a tip on top of that. Like there's, there costs are are there. So you have to Um, pay attention to the cost. And other things like those photos, like every time you do something, they're running around taking pictures of you. And, and, you know, our first cruise together, we bought all these, you know, pictures, you know, those are nice. And they really try to get you to buy the picture packages and all that. But, you know, we have our own, you have your cell phone, you can take pictures I think they do. The the nice is those professional pictures are really nice, but they're, they're kind of pricey. So we always do one. We do one of the formal night where we're dressed really nice. They take some beautiful shots and we pick the best shot. And I would say, you know, don't get caught up in some of the stuff they're trying to sell you. I think those are the things where you, those are the things to be aware of. There's a lot of things where they're just trying to sell you stuff and you get caught up in the moment. And, um, and just, you know, be careful about those hidden costs because all of a sudden you can have a bill of a few hundred dollars that you didn't realize yeah. how quickly things add up. So always be checking your app 
and checking your account balance because you'd be surprised. Like I only had five drinks. How did I get to a hundred and fifty dollars? Yeah, exactly. No, I totally agree. Balance. There is there. I was listening to another podcast this morning uh, um, from Fantastic Cruising, and they're fantastic. If you ever have an opportunity to listen to them, I highly recommend them. Um, they actually were interviewing another couple who had their wedding on board a cruise recently. And uh, something that they brought up that I had never really considered um, would be an actual advantage to using the photographer on board the ship. Now, we, we're so used to our smartphones and we're so used to being able to take pictures whenever we want for convenience purposes. But there might be those one or two times, like, like, like you were saying, at the dining hall, or maybe the photographer on board the ship is so familiar with the ship, they may know the best spots to get certain types of pictures, like on, on a on a balcony or on well they have these backdrops they have these beautiful scenes and that's where you want to take that's what we do we pick like the nice picture of that that's like really pretty and that's the picture we pay for we'll pay 25 bucks for that picture but then we have a beautiful picture that we can have as a memory of ship but we don't buy buy all the other stuff that they try to sell you along every time you get on the ship they're taking pictures Every time you get, get off, off the, the ship, ship and taking pictures. Every time you're eating dinner, every time so. you're going to <laughs> and, and granted, there may be like like she yeah. said, the first time we went, we bought all those pictures. Yeah. You know? And then you kind of learn each you time you wise. go, yeah, each time you go, you're like, okay, well, you know, we don't need all of these. Yeah. Let's just pick, you know, one or two that we might want. And like yeah. you said, think aware of it's a good thing to get those insurances mm-hmm. because those are mm-hmm. definitely smart investments in you know your safety and your health and and things that can happen. And also things to be aware of. Remember, you are going into another country, mm-hmm. and you have to abide by the laws of that country. Yeah. So it's really smart to listen to your cruise director to maybe go to those um, presentations that they give, those safety briefings. Um, we have to remember that, yeah, you're on, you're having a fun time. You're going on, you know, the trip of your lifetime, but you still have a responsibility to do certain things and to, to be aware of your safety and the safety of the people with you, because um, you never want to be in a situation that you might not be able to get yourself out of. Exactly. Well, thank you again, both of you for this wonderful interview. I can tell you, I learned a lot and I really appreciate you sharing your information with my students. Uh, for those of my students who are interested in knowing more, uh, you can certainly reach out to me with any questions and I'll reach out to Alice and Sherry to uh, loop them in and maybe get some answers for you at scott at Uh You can also, if you're on YouTube, you can click the bell icon up at the top in order to get access to uh, knowing when new videos come out. If you haven't already subscribed, please do so. And if you like this video, please give it a thumbs up. For those who are listening on the podcast, we always appreciate getting ratings from you. It it certainly helps out the channel. So um, again, I want to say thank you, both of you, for sharing your information with the team here, the students. And for everybody who's listening right now, make sure every day is a wonderful opportunity and a great day to travel. Thanks, everybody. Have a great day. Bye-bye now. The Professor Travel is a broadcast from Orange County, California. A transcript of each podcast may be requested by contacting the Professor Travel at his website, theprofessortravel.com. For opportunities to work with the Professor Travel, feel free to contact Scott at theprofessortravel.com or contact us through YouTube, Instagram, or Facebook at The Professor Travel or Twitter at TheProfessorTR1. Make every day a great day to have a travel adventure.